I spend these senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? <laughs> Would you like a sweetie? Get out! Get out! Get out! Smith! Touch! What a touch! Manny Smith! Touch! He scores! Another one for Stanarski! Dennis is back up! Here's Hulk! Dini! Balotelli! Aguero! For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold Sexo. And we're live. Again, Kieran. Another episode. Episode four. Um, the one that you've been dreading, but everyone else has been dying to, to, what, to what hear, Kieran. What is this narrative? The Darwin Darwin Nudes. Shout out to Pete BOC of TikTok, who was, I suppose, the first one on the train of Darwin Nunes. What a week, Ankara. I mean, yeah, it was, I suppose. Like, what's your point? I, I had an enjoyable weekend, is my point. Yeah, but it's almost as if you're saying it was a great weekend because Darren Nunes scored two well, goals, I mean, which just isn't it, true. It definitely helped it my just, weekend. Yeah, well. I mean, it definitely helped my weekend. It was good, they were good goals, sorry. We're good goals, but uh, yeah, it doesn't mean the weekend was good for everyone, Adam. Man, you, you, you literally had a great weekend. You literally had a great weekend. Yeah, I did, actually. Um, Chelsea finally won a game of association football. Did you mean went? to watch it? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, no way. <laughs> I got to watch the second half. Um, oh, Americans. You got to watch the American football in Crow Park. So, um, That's what I'm saying. It was an awful like weekend. 50,000 Americans in Dublin this weekend. It's it, terrible, isn't it? Yeah, and... Uh, they they get to see the best Dublin as well because like mm. it's, it's so well policed when they're over here and mm. it's, everyone's so nice. But it's not like that every every week, Americans. Okay. That's all I'll say. I will tell you a story because I was at the American football match, Navy versus Notre Dame, um, and Notre Dame are the go Irish. They're the mm. ir- Irish team. Go Navy, IMO. Yeah, I, I was go Navy yeah, as well. Yeah. I was, I'm always contrary, so like everyone was up for Irish and I was up for Navy. They introduced me to their great sport, Adam. I've never been at one of these things before. I don't know if you have. I haven't. I'd love to, though. Yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of the sport. Well, I'm also, like, I, like, I wouldn't be, like, a complete hater. You know, I'd, I'd tolerate it. Um, I'd watch the Super Bowl the other time. But, Shout out to Mark Chapman. Yeah, Mark Chapman's <laughs> Great, great Super Bowl. He's a really good there. presenter, actually. But for whatever reason, this game was so bad. It's like one of the lads who watches football, the American lad, said it was... The equivalent of Shrewsbury Town playing Man City. Like, really? that's what okay. it was like. It was 48 0. Um, but overall, it was a very pleasant occasion, very nice occasion. And it was a terrible game, but I loved the pageantry and. It's a great spectacle. The razzmatazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's a great spectacle, in fairness. Like, uh, even the, the like, was it planes and helicopters and all that? Explosions every time a touchdown or Like, they, they, they set everything on fire. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It's, it's very. Uh, <laughs> It's very like American. Uh, yeah, like, like, without sounding rude, like it is very like uh, pageantry. It is very like WrestleMania. It's, yeah. it's very like 
over the top kind of. But yeah, Kieran, it was a good weekend in terms of football as well. I think we will get into the Premier League momentarily. But um, another week, another Hall of Fame. So Lucas Paqueta has now joined Roy Hodgson, Max Lowe and the RC Lawns fan in the Hall of Fame crown. We're going to have to make a little graphic for this. I'm going to say we, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as you won last week, Kieran, um, you got to go first. Well, Adam, this week uh, I was browsing because uh, I'm, I'm the around the world correspondent. Mm-hmm. I was browsing for... Uh, some uh, content for Around the World in 60 Seconds. And I stumbled across some brilliant AC Milan commentary okay. um, for the Christian Pulisic goal. I was worried there for a second. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, but go on, continue. And in the team and the week that's in it, uh, with America coming over to Americana. Ireland, I have picked the Christian Pulisic uh, commentary. The AC Milan commentator is speaking fluent Italian, mm. and he presumes to break out into... USA, USA, <laughs> USA. No way. Christian Pulisic dentro per Loftus, 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 Giro. Pulisic, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. USA, USA, USA. Again, PDD again. Christian Pulisic, the captain of USA national team. 1-0 for noi, 1-0 for noi, 1-0 for noi. So I've nominated AC Milan's uh, commentator on their YouTube channel for the Hall of Fame this week. Man, I haven't, you're going to show me this because I haven't seen it. That's fucking mad. I will show you. Um, I'm going to go to continue with this American team we have. Jesus oh, wow. Christ. I suppose America invading this part of the world. <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> um, AEW was over in... Um, Wembley Stadium in London, Kieran, they sold 93,000 seats, 93,000 people watching Men Pretend to Fight Pro Wrestling was live in London. Um, and one of our good friends of the show, Jer, he went over with his wife um, to watch. And the first match of the night was between CM Punk and Samoa Joe. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my Hall of Fame to CM Punk this week. First of all, for getting in another altercation backstage again I think we talked about this before and we went I think Ben Casey asked the question but he's after getting another kind of brawl um, that wasn't part of the script and but I'm giving it, I'm giving my Hall of Fame CM Punk's entrance Kieran his entrance of uh, Cult of Personality I think you know the song Look in my eyes that one what do you see but the Wembley crowd were singing it as well and obviously Punk goes on to win the match and then I don't know if we're ever going to see CM Punk in, in AEW again so I think to get it was it there. a guest appearance was it? no no he's, he's been in it a while but he just he's 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 like um, he's like a dictator in it to be honest with you but uh, it's a bit fucking mad but yeah CM Punk's entrance at AEW London um, all in is my uh, Hall of Fame inductee this week Carl. so it's AEW CM Punk versus AC Milan commentator America <laughs> and the, this, this first part of the show has just been about America like the North America region we might as well call it the USA as always Kieran, um I don't know about you because I don't know how much of the Premier League you say in the weekend uh, uh, America America um, <laughs> the refereeing again this weekend man this is the was it this is the fourth week in a row that we're giving out about referees man some of the, some of the decisions this weekend were absolutely wild I'm gonna let you gonna let you have your two cents now. What did you think of the weekend that was? I thought it was a 
a sort of eh weekend, you know. Cool. I think there was there was two two or three good games on the Saturday. Uh, the Sunday was unbelievable. Yeah. In terms of uh, drama, drama, mm. but uh, I think it could have been better. Saturday games were great, but uh, on the refereeing thing, I don't think everyone's ever going to be happy all the time. I know. Um, but it is, it is, it is bad. It's frustrating. It, should, it should get better, um, but it won't get better. It's uh, kill me, man. So w- the main one that kind of got me the weekend was there was a penalty on John Egan in the Sheffield United game, and it kind of just look at it didn't mean anything at the end because. Man City went on to win that, I suppose. Probably you could say it did. John Egan is diving in on, I believe it was Jack Grealish. And as he's diving, his arm is left. His left arm was kind of treading towards the ground. And this is to break his fall. And that's where the ball hits his, the ball hits his hand there. Referee, whistle, gives a penalty. Haaland goes on to miss the penalty. So that's what I mean by it didn't really mean much in the grand scheme of things. But the game on the Saturday night, Brighton won. I was going to say nil. Brighton won, West Ham three. Brighton had a, a very similar penalty appeal, not given, and it was very similar. It was almost identical, and it just the lack of consistency, man, is absolutely destroying me. Like, yeah, I mean, I, the, we we spoke about this last week, and there is flaws in the ref this season, but the, 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 they're the same flaws that were there last year and the year before. Um, but this season, it seems to be more about giving red cards. There's no rule. And pun- punishing for red cards and punishing for, uh, what's the word? Stimulation. Stimulation. Yeah. Okay. They're punishing a lot more for that. Mm. The scent um, as well. The scent is another one. Yeah. I think the penalties aren't as bad. I know you said one was given for a handball. And that's mm. not great because it's not supposed to be unnatural. But the penalties are, are in, gener- in general the on-field decision, which I like. And the offsides are grand, but it's. I think the the problem is the the red cards being given out is a lot. Mm. Yeah. I think some of these referees, man, are very petulant as well. I'm not going to sit here and, and be like Van Dijk shouldn't have been sent off on on Sunday because he takes Isaac out. Isaac's in on goal, clear opportunity. Van Dijk deserves to be sent off. Um, but what I had a problem with on Sunday from Liverpool's point of view is. Um, Trent gets booked early on for um, throwing the ball away. And with the new rules, that's no problem. That's grand. That's oh, that's a yellow card. But the amount of times in the game that Bruno Gamares and Joe Linton did something similar. or Do you know the, do you know the one where they wave the fingers? Like the Italian job. They wave the fingers at mm. the referee looking for a card. Man, there's videos of Joe Linton doing that two or three times in the game. That, that's, a, that's a yellow card for him. That, that's, that's in this rule of dissent and stuff. And it's just the consistency or the lack thereof is so frustrating. Like Liverpool go on to win the game. I suppose we start there because it was the game with the most drama of the weekend. Darren Nunes on like putting, I suppose himself on notice, putting Liverpool on notice, um, with two late goals. Um, but Liverpool have now played three hundred minutes this season, and I think a hundred and ten of them have been without have been with ten men. Now that's that's, I think the McAllister one we said at the time. Well, I said at the time it wasn't red. I know you were you were saying it was, but the one the one on Van Dijk's red. I don't really have a problem with that. But it, it's just like they play better with ten men. Do you think? Yeah, I think they have. Go on. Well, I think when they got McAllister sent off, uh, they had it well and they scored, mm. and they won three one. And this time, I think they sh- sat back into their shape a bit more and 
um, made Newcastle go at them. I think Darwin Nunes was more effective in the last 30 minutes because Liverpool were sitting that back that bit more and counter-attacking. Mm-hmm. I think Darren Nunes is someone who likes a bit of, bit more space and he got a bit more space on the counter and that led to him getting those two goals. I thought, the, I thought again, like the Bournemouth game, I think crisis management comes into times where like Liverpool are down a goal, down a man. And like you said, they sat back and like to be honest with you, when you when you're down a man and like down a goal as well, your your only your only option there is to sit back and like at times keep the score down because Newcastle did last year at Spurs where they went five 0 up in twenty minutes, and me and one of the lads, me and Dylan were talking about it in Delaney's and Smithfield on Saturday. We were like, Newcastle are good. Do you know what I mean? And and I, to be honest with you, I think Newcastle have been taken down a peg after that game, but. Newcastle are good. If Newcastle get a goal early on, they could hurt you. So when, I won, when they went 1-0 up, Van Dijk gets sent off, there definitely was a point in the game where you're going, this could be bad. Do you know what I mean? This could be Newcastle 3-4-0. or four nil. And what you're saying about Nunes coming on, like the two goals are really good. Um, but Newcastle, Alisson makes a wonderful save at one point. And then Almiron hits the post. And then I think Barnes... Gets one on one with with young young Liverpool player Kwanzaa 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 Kwanzaa, <laughs> but apart from that Newcastle crowd very little. Do you know what I mean? Now they they probably should have ran away with the game. Nunes, Jota, Elias, Bosloy, Salah. That from five Liverpool then the last twenty minutes just pushed Newcastle up, just pushed them back, and like the the first goal comes from like a mistake. You could say it's a mistake from Botman. Which I think be fair enough to say because he's a player who doesn't make many mistakes. Um, Jota with the ball in, Nunes gets in, and it's a finish that last season I don't think Nunes makes because he had chances against Man City in the cup, Aston Villa where he just he's slicing it wide, puts it in. It's a really clinical finish, and then the second goal again, Liverpool forcing Bramarias in midfield into a mistake, loses it, Salah gets it, or Elliot gets it. Sorry, Elliot and Salah, Salah to Nunes. And it was a great goal to it was a great goal to win it. Yeah, there were two good finishes, um and two like confident finishes as well. Yeah. As you said, you wouldn't mm. see them last season. Um and I don't think the keeper had much of a chance. I think they're both into the side now. Mm. So it's good for the confidence for Nunes. Mm. And I'd like to see him build on it. Mm. But um no, I wouldn't like to see him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why those words came out of my mouth. Um, I want to see him drop stinkers every week, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a good good win for Newcastle. But or sorry for Liverpool, mm. it was a bad lo- loss Lost. for Newcastle. I, I think it's a um, it's an atrocious loss for yeah, Newcastle. I think it was really poor. I, I I still think Newcastle will be good this year, but I thought I I I think that win for Liverpool could be could be a catalyst for something. I, I don't know what something is. I still think there's a few players needed, two or three bodies in. And I think Liverpool could be could be trending, especially with Arsenal drawing the weekend. And yeah, and if the refs keep the sending their players off, I think they'll keep <laughs> winning the games. Um, we move on, I suppose, to the first game on Sunday, Kieran, which was Man City 2, Sheffield United 1. I, I said to you last week, I, I was called a lunatic by people in work for saying Sheffield United will stay up. I think if they perform like this and can possibly harvest a few goals, I, I definitely see them staying up. I I I I think the crowd will get them over in a lot of games. I don't think they will stay up. They've lost three out of three. I I think this City game is an outlier because they're bringing the bigger team to the home ground mm. and they're getting the crowd on on their back. 
But I think against teams above them, um, the likes of Bournemouth, the likes of Forest, I think your Crystal Palaces, I think they have a bit bit more mm. than um than Sheffield. I I could see Sheffield going down. Mm. Um even the Wolves team under Gary O'Neill. I don't know. You know? Um, Wolves were think, as well. Yeah, they have a bit more pedigree than um Everton. Sheffield. I but yeah. Um, I I thought this game was really interesting because I, I I thought this was set up for Sheffield to get something out of it because it looked f- for all the world that they were defending so well and foddering them was so good mm. the keeper mm. saving everything it just turned out to be another clutch moment from Rodri I, I love the goal so much from Rodri yeah. I love it so much the goal reminds me of when Liverpool went Sheffield right there we won the league um, Wijnaldum scored a goal in the last minute and it just trickled into the back of the net. I think Dean Henson's in goal for, for Sheffield United in that game. But the thing that gets me with this is, again, it's, it's, a, it's like Guardiola's not even in the stadium. Poor fella has, has had back surgery, so he's not, he's not, he can't even go out the game for a few weeks. Like, Haaland gets the goal early on, right? Grealish skins Baldock for the first time all game. And it, it's a great play from Jack Grealish, don't get me wrong. Hangs up to the back post, Erling Haaland's there to pull it in 1-0. Water is where Haaland scores. You know, we know the story. Um, but when Sheffield United got that equaliser, it, first of all, it's really poor play with Kyle Walker, who I think did you have him in your team of the year last year or current World Eleven last yeah, year? Yeah. So did I. And I, I was looking at Kyle for fuck's sake. I, like, we're going to be out it again. It's a really poor play with Walker. And one of the lads said to me, like, look, obviously Walker do that against Sheffield United. It's his boy club. He's fucking desperate for them to score a goal. Like. Um, but he tries to back heel it in, in his own box, which is very confident to start off with. And then he just lies on the ground. <laughs> he just stays in a lateral position on the ground, doesn't bother getting up. Um, Elements of Paquetta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> McBurney was there. Um, yeah, well, with the betting thing, is that what you were saying? <laughs> Fucking imagine. Um, and McBurney, as a result, is onside. Like even though he's miles offside, but he's onside because Walker's off the pitch line on the ground. So it's just really like it's it's really poor play by Walker. He does he does well in the build for the second goal mind. Gets City back into it, but the goal from Rodri man, I Ian sent it to me uh, when I was in work, and I was I, I was looking at it, I was going that that's fucking class. That's that's the best move. He just cracked down the half volley. Mm. It reminded me of a goal that Rodri would score in the 88 minute to win a game because yeah. he's done it so many times exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's the best midfielder in the league for me incredible best midfielder in the league but uh, Manchester City three wins from three um, I don't really see things changing what, what a boring league Adam. Ah, I don't know it was good it was a good travel the weekend man. it was a good travel the two games were good like. I know but what I'm saying is City are going to win the league again <laughs> but like Hypothetically speaking, Kieran, that's what happens in most leagues. The best team usually wins, you know. So it's, it's, it is grim. Um, well, if it was the Bundesliga and Bayern were winning every year, you'd be calling it the Farmers League. Well, this is it. Yeah. The only reason it's not a Farmers League is because there's so much money in it. That's, that's, that's why. I suppose our title hope for last week was Brighton. And Brighton were spanked 3 1 in the Alex on Saturday. Man, what, what do we be talking about, honestly? <laughs> what do you be talking what about? What do you mean? You said it first. No, I didn't break the agenda. Um, for what it's worth, right? David Moyes just outmanaged Roberto Zerbi. Like, flat out, just outmanaged him. In I, this game, I thought. I think they have a formula for playing against teams like Brighton. 
yeah. and your Chelsea's and your Spurs and yeah. uh, they have a, a, a successful formula he just knows how to win yeah. and that's why it's such a tough game playing West Ham yeah, it's, it always, it's always a hard game mm. and Bowen and, and Antonio are, are so effective like for the style of football they play mm. going on the counter Bowen yeah, and Antonio for Bowen man in the second half what a finish so good on his right man it's, it's he takes it's no, he's not he's not tipping in his left foot I think oh it tipped in his yeah. left yeah so it's it's a ball across I think it was Piquetta or, or Fornals or something and he takes it on the outside of his left foot and taps it in right and, and we're looking at this right and we're going fuck that's great right but to the naked eye people are like anyone can do that you fucking can't do that Bowen is running at a, such a speed there and the ball's coming into him so quick to take it in how he does to keep it rolling as he's going and tap it into the back net it's such a good finish it's technically unbelievable um, and Jared Bowman's a player who last season probably didn't play his best football and I think a lot of people wrote him off but he's definitely not one to write off I don't think and Gross also got a consolation mm. and he's Brighton's record goal scorer right is he yeah Um. Brighton were so much Brighton West Ham here as well for the most part. Like they, they control what they do. the game. Like it's what they do. Um, like for the whole game, you're kind of going right. Brighton will score now, and then it, it turned into one of those games where it's like, right, they're never going to score. So when they got one from Gross, you're kind of going, oh, they might get back into it now. But just just West Ham and they were so good. Um, I think Ward Prowse is out of an extra dimension as well. Yeah, I don't think they're missing Royce. Honestly, no, they've they've. I think they've used the money so well. That they got from Rice. So they've bought Ward Prowse, they've bought Alvarez off Ajax, who I said to you the other week, I'd have had him at Liverpool sitting mm. in the six with Sabozla and McAllister in front of him, but obviously he's gone to West Ham. And then they're after taking in Kudos as well from Ajax. Incredible player. It's He's going to be a sick on the counter. He, he'll though. be really good. These signings are great. These are really good signings. I don't think West Ham are going to win the league. These teams can have good weeks and they can have bad weeks. So I'm, I'm past the point of saying the team's going to win the league because City are going to win the I'm league. I'm so frustrated <laughs> with Brian though. I, I'd have loved Brian to have, to have won here and I would, I, I kept, can, kept the ball rolling. I, I want the Serbi to be humbled. I'm sick of him no, not starting with Ferguson. I'm starting him in the 10, not playing him in his proper position. What a <sighs> fucking clown. No, but man, the way the, way the Zerbi plays, it, it's almost like. Man, I love the Zerbi. He's losing really games do. to West Ham though, Adam. You lost to West Ham last week. Yeah, but Pochettino's not a good manager. No, you can't <laughs> That's say what that. You said. I didn't say that once. <laughs> no, I didn't no. say this. Oh, what you said. Oh, no, You're no, a no. fucking gaslighting no. prick. Um, <laughs> we move on. We move on to the rest of the Saturday games. I suppose we start off with uh, Manchester United 2, or Manchester United 3, excuse me. Nottingham Forest 2. <laughs> Um, this is such a Man United game. Oh man, I've never seen a game. I've like I was gonna say I've never seen a game like this. Man, I swear this Man United game happens about four times a season, where they're pure crisis with ten minutes in, ten twenty. First half just rode off. Second half they come out, get a goal, and then a dodgy decision to win the game. Toivo Awani runs. I'd say the length of the pitch. He's so quick. He's so quick. He's a really good striker, man. He's. I think he's one of the most underrated strikers in the league. I'll be deadly serious with you. We talk about Chelsea and all the money they've spent. And I know Nick Jackson, where we'll talk about Nick Jackson in a minute. And I know he scored on Friday night. Yeah. But someone like Awani knocking about, who done well in the league last season, proven at Premier League level. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious as to, as to why he hasn't been. Well, I'd like to see sense. how Chelsea get on this season before we start jumping to assumptions. 
I know, but like you can't disagree with the fact with the money that's been spent. Well, we haven't seen the money in action. We have. We've seen it three times this season. We've seen the money in action last season as well. Yeah, but let let let's let it ride this season and see. No, but the point I'm making is you can't look at Chelsea spending and go, we've brought like I, I don't understand how they spent all that money without buying a striker. That's the point I'm making. Jackson's the striker. Yeah, but you know what I mean. A, well, a did you watch Jackson striker. on Friday? I did. He was, I was, he was brilliant. You just said you didn't see the game. Yeah, well, I watched the second half. He was brilliant. Uh, yeah, but don't jump to conclusions about Luton. He gave it to me last week for time about Well, he was good all three games as well. I just think Awani is a really good, good striker. He has uh, a good start. Three I, goals in three I games. Think, can't argue I, with I that. think he's after getting a, a goal involved in the last 11 games or something for first. Which is... For, for nothing first, like, you are crap. Like, do you know what I mean? I think it's mad. I don't know what Onan is doing for the first goal as well, but anyway. Jumps backwards. <laughs> he's just, as if he falls backwards. like the aura of Awani running towards him, pushing backwards. He got sent home from the Cameroon camp for being... Uh, not your practical keeper, I think that's yeah, what the, yeah. man, the coach said. Mm. And I kind of see what he means. Like it's just a bit all over the place. Man, the second mm. goal as well from Willie Bolly. I, I I think he's I, uh, he stands still. He doesn't come out to claim the ball. He just stands on his line and then he gives out stink. But this like his reaction. I I I, I was looking at this going, man. If that was Allison, or in your case, if that was Sanchez, he'd be going fucking mad, man. For the money they've spent on him. I mean, you talk to any United fan now and they're like, oh, he's been brought in to play out from the back. Because De Gea couldn't do it. Mm. Well, De Gea saved and kept more clean sheets mm. than any other keeper last season. Yeah. So be Which careful. is mad, man, when you think about it as well. Yeah. Because the amount of stick the guy got last year and he had the most clean sheets last careful season. Careful what you wish for. Um, they got back into it from an Ericsson goal. Um, Casemiro then popped up with a goal in the 52nd minute, which... To my surprise, I couldn't really believe it. And then it was Bruno who got the, I suppose, the match winner in the end from a, a penalty. I think um, Rashford goes down for me quite easily. I think Danilo is so silly to give it away though. Mm. I, I think it's it's so late in the game they're about to get a mm. great point at Old Trafford and he just sticks his leg in. Like yeah. it's so stupid. Mm. Forrest, I think, threw away a point here. Yeah, just, and this is this is another game now away to one of the bigger sides. The, the other one being uh, away to Arsenal where they got back into it as well mm. I still think they're I, I think Forrest have come on leaps and bounds and I'm glad Steve Cooper's still in the job but that that game on on, on, on Saturday afternoon Steve Cooper would be frustrated after you'd imagine and he has the tough run I think he has Chelsea next and then I thought you said tough run I think he has Brighton <laughs> yeah Pochettino is a <laughs> is a clown he's a shit man sorry I forgot um, Arsenal 2 Fulham 2 Man, this game was actually such a, a mad game as well, to be fair. Um, Jesus Christ, Ramsdale is shocking. Yes. <laughs> I literally have written here, Ramsdale is so poor. And like, for the two goals, by the way, I thought he was really bad. Um, you can see why they brought in Roy. And yeah. I, I, that, I was about to pose that question, like, do you see him coming in? I, I can see Roy starting in the Champions League. I, th- I think he should be starting. Yeah. I think Ramsdale's always been a bit of a liability, mm. but he gets away with it with his mouth. Yeah, and his, his kind of confidence arrogance. swagger, yeah. yeah. The first goal is again a mistake, and Pereira nicks in, and like it's as if I I I actually feel as though Pereira didn't mean this. Like it, it feels like he kind of scuffed the shot, yeah. and Ramsdale tried to anticipate what he was doing instead of actually like saving what he was or doing, standing on his line or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well. <laughs> um, 
trickles into the back of the net. And Arsenal, to be fair to be fair to them, man, they they got back into it. And you, you said about Danilo's challenge on Rashford. I think Kenny Tete's challenge on Vieira was, was so idiotic. I don't, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Like, he just throws a leg at him. Vieira goes down. Vieira was very good on the day when he came on for Arsenal, funny enough. Saka slots it in. And then in Ketia, with a Vieira assist as well. And the two minutes later for Arsenal in the 72nd minute. Put them 2-1 up. Fulham, to their credit, and I, I still don't know how good Fulham will be um, throughout the season. Paulinia with the goal in the 87th minute after Bassi had been sent off as well, so they showed really great character to get back into it. Fulham, I, I, I think we're fully deserving of the point in the end. Yeah, and uh, Paulinia just back from injury as well. He's going to yeah. be huge for them because Mitrovic is gone now. Mm. So they need someone to sort of steady the ship. Um, but... I think Arsenal are a bit vulnerable at times as well. Yeah. You know, I think like, this this is an example of what can happen. Like, man, um, they're, they're starting line up on the day, right? And I know they're trying this, this Pep Guardiola ball where you put the extra midfield, midfielder into midfield, you have trade to back and possession, yada, yada. But when you break it down, man, and you look at Fulham going forward, when you look at Arsenal's lineup with Thomas Partey right back, you're having like D Cordova Reid and, and Harry Wilson running at them. Like that's not that's not good enough. Do you know what I mean? What? D. over Reader, Harry Wills. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point being, the point being, I think a, a capable fullback deals with them. So when, yeah. when someone like Partey is back there defending on, on like his, his, his box, his own box, I think the overcomplication of football at times is unbelievable. I think Arteta tends to do it more than other managers. Yeah. I think he he, t- he tries to. Be Pep almost tries yeah. to be an innovator, yeah. and oh, let's play two inverted fullback instead of one. Right. And you're like, it's getting to the point now where if it's broke, don't fix it and just mm. go back to what you did last season, and that could be good enough to get mm. second again or first. But they could be in trouble if they start innovating, and mm. even like the likes of Havertz starting. I don't, I don't know if he's good enough for Arsenal and what they're trying to accomplish mm. at the moment. I, I just think I just find it mad, man. I just think some of the some of the decisions that has made, like even I know Timbers out injured, so that that's one player gone from their squad already that we're kind of like, geez, he'd be good. Balogun looks like he's on his way, which I think is a bit mad as well when you're thinking of squad depth. Like I know Nketi comes on as well, but I don't know if if you can hang your hat on any Nketi stuff like that. And I think Arsenal for them definitely two points dropped, and I think it's it's very frustrating if you're an Arsenal fan. Um, before we get into the Friday night game, Carol, we'll just take a quick look around the grounds. Brentford won, Palace won. Shadow's goal was was fairly sexy, can't lie. Um, Everton nil, Wolves won. Um, the big lad from Austria, Kalajax. Uh, Kalazanaj. Kalazanaj. Um, with a good goal. I mean, I say a good goal is actually a terrible goal, really poor defending from Everton, but it's to be expected at this point. Burnley won, Aston Villa three. Um, Foster and Scorchy for Burnley and then Mike Cash there's got to be some fella in, in, in the fancy football world that had Mike Cash triple captain and whoever that man Polish is Polish fella whoever that, <laughs> whoever that man is I, I despise him the Abbey got a goal as well and Aston Villa get a good win I think they're they're pouring at the minute but here on the Friday night game the Raheem Sterling show Chelsea 3 Luton 0 um, hit me with a I, I don't know much to say Adam I know you said don't get too hyped over Luton and that's exactly how I feel as well I, I think it's uh, it's good that Sterling got two goals mm. and an assist and it's been coming for a long time but yeah. I I tend to be sceptical and cynic, cynical about St- Raheem Sterling and his performances I think he, can, he tends to show up when it doesn't matter 
mm-hmm. and I'd like to see him show up when it does matter. Okay. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does against the likes of Brighton, Man United, uh, Liverpool. This really tough run, or mm-hmm. sorry, Arsenal. This tough run coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to see Sterling show for these games, mm-hmm. and he's saying stuff like, "Oh, I've been staying back all summer to work mm-hmm. on my fitness. Um, I want to fall in love with football again." Mm-hmm. Um, I want more performances like these shown mm. on the pitch and yeah. him being more clinical and he was clinical on the day he's, mm. he had a lovely first goal a great second um, Gusto looked great but he's playing Luton yeah there was a lot of screenshots about Gusto flying about the weekend <laughs> we won't name names but uh, I was fairly perplexed by Vanellius I think we're sort of being lured into a precinct that Raheem is back mm. and uh, Chelsea are back but it's Luton at home, they're a newly promoted side. Mm. I think Jackson did well in the day, he played well. But his scarf is on the wall here. I'm seeing I'm seeing all sorts of hype and I know football Twitter is not something to be looked oh, at, bro, but Jesus Christ. I'm seeing like Chelsea are back, uh Sterling is back. Mm. Sterling was never gone and Sterling has all, always been a weak finisher mm. and that's the reality. I'd like to see him become more clinical. And if he can do that, he's twenty eight years old now. Mm. If he can do that, we'll we'll be flying. I think Luton are going to go down. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's something to be taken from. Um, I think that's kind of what I took from it. I, to be honest with you, I think Sterling's been good since the start of the season. I think he started well against Liverpool, had a good game against West Ham. And I think he's these goals and assists that he got in the game, it, it's what he deserved, you mm. know what I mean, from his performances so far. The Gusto thing, I think I slayed Gusto the week on the podcast as well. I, look, I think he's a good player, but I, I don't think he's a great player. And I think I think with Chelsea at the minute, I don't think there's a lot of great players. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I think they're a team that are transitioning and they have a lot of young players and I think these young players can become great players. Um, yeah. I think Enzo midfield again was very good. Um, Caicedo definitely better than what he was against West Ham, although the, the bar was quite low, so he, he didn't have much to do. <laughs> Um, I just don't think this game has anything to read anything into. Like mm. it's just there's nothing to be taken from this game. I mean, Enzo plays well every game, so there's no, you can't really judge his performance. Um, Caicedo had a, a shaky start, mm. um, and he had a good game here. But what is a good game against Luton? You know, so yeah, very true. It's, it's, it's just mm. I, I'm looking forward to the next game. I suppose yeah. <laughs> this should have been a game that should have been won. Mm. We, and if you didn't have Chelsea in the last man standing, you're you're mad. At the same time, you can only yeah shout out to Dave. Um, at the same time, you can only beat who's in front of you. You know what I mean? So Chelsea did well yeah. to get the result in the end. I think um, in the basement battle that was. But Kieran, um, I suppose we move on. Your God of the week. Uh, God of the week for me, it's got to be Darren. Oh. <laughs> Head and hands from Tran. <laughs> Darwin, Darwin Nunes. You think you're better off alone, plays, intensifies. Darwin Nunes. Um, yeah, I think God of the Week. I, I, to be fair, you could give it to Raheem Sterling. Well, this is literally a definition so, moment because he came off the bench and scored twice and yeah. took the aim in his own hands. Is that mm. not a God of the Week? It is a it God, is a God of the Week. Is, for me, it's God of the Week as well. Yeah. Um, your God of the Week, Kieran? Rodri. Yeah, I love Rodri's God. I, I, like, why are we agreeing, man? I he's, hate when we agree on teams. He's a clutch fucker. Okay. <laughs> not, I not more I didn't expect that. those words coming out. Sorry. Yeah.
This fella Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. The he, gravel muncher. He eats gravel for breakfast, <laughs> breaks of football, and he has a cup of tea with a few biscuits that night. And uh, dreams of what's wrong with that? Dreams of James <laughs> Rodriguez coming off the bench oh, for Burnley. What is wrong with that? I think he's turned everything into limp biscuit out of zero goals in three games. They look absolutely diabolical. They're conceding left, right, and centre. Oh. And uh, Dicey Ball might get relegated. Oh man, it's fucking gas. The way you just compared Sean Dice to having biscuits and tea has <laughs> been a bad thing. The man lives his life. He's such a bad man. What a what a bad thing. <laughs> Another week in paradise. This is around the world in 60 seconds. Around the world football in 60 seconds for those that didn't know. Here we go. Brazil. Brazil. Grêmio. Beat Cruzeiro. 3-0. Suarez gets his boots stolen from underneath him. Very interesting. Um, Bundesliga. Germany. Uh, Kane scores twice for Bayern Munich as they win 3-1 against Augsburg um, a penalty there for Kane as well uh, penalty merchant some would say um, Perry Payne yeah. uh, AC Milan go top of Syria with a 4-1 win over Torino beautiful Giroud scores and Napoli also win in the Serie A Ozyman 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 uh, Fabrizio Romano trying to do his accent there uh, MLS Messi on the score sheet uh, again for Inter Miami versus the New York Red Bulls so it went a bit New York and then British um, but 2-0 for Inter Miami um, the lead that should not be named Barca win 4-3 in a 7 goal thriller against Villarreal uh, Lewandowski on the score sheet and he scored a winner Nantes in Ligue 1 Nantes play out a 3-3 draw against Monaco Nantes are back uh, Saudi Saudi League Mitrovic gets his first goal from a Neves assist for Al Halal, and that is it. That's around the world. Come, the last segment of the show. Thankfully, says you. Get it out. Sponsored as always by Alberto Moreno. Shout out to him. Never heard of. Um, get it out. Um, where we answer people's questions. I think it's important that we tell people what we're doing in the podcast. Come, we answer people's questions. Ask us anything, and we will answer to an extent. Um, I think it's only fair this week to start off, Kieran, with a Walter's question from last week where he asked us to pick a Premier League eleven with one player per team. Um, Kieran, I'm going with a 4-3-3. I've gone with the same, 4-3-3. So as we start off in goal, Kieran, I'm going Sam Johnson of Crystal Palace. I've gone for Emmy Martinez of Aston Villa. Right, do you want to explain why? World Cup winner uh, Adam says that's a world class uh, offence if you're a World Cup winner Affairness, so affairness, he's Mar- a world class winner he's a world Martinez, class yeah. Martinez was world class not world cup yeah he was fair. as was Alexis McCarthy why Sam Johnson um, I've gone for him because I think he's come in for he came in for Palace last season um, at a point where I didn't really expect him to and I just think he's taken off I think they had Guaita in goal and I actually quite liked Guaita at the time Vincente but Johnson came in and I don't think he's done a whole lot wrong since coming in. Um, I think Roy gave him a chance when Liman Vieira got sacked and I, I don't think he's looked back since. You're back four. My back four, I've gone for Kieran Trippier mm-hmm. of Newcastle, uh, Virgil van Dijk of Liverpool, 
that was a surprise you, Adam. Mm. Uh, Joaquin Anderson of Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. And Curvis Purvis Estepinian of, of okay. Brighton. Okay. I've gone with Kieran Trippier right back. I've gone with William Saliba at centre half of Arsenal. I've gone for the American Dream, Tim Ream of Fulham. And I've gone for Moreno of Aston Villa who came in from, I think, Celta Vigo last season. Celta Vigo or Real Betis, I think. And he's just been world class for Aston Villa since coming in. Do you want to explain your decisions there, Carl? Uh, well, it's quite self-explanatory, really. Uh, Trippier has been the best right-back over the last few years. Um, Van Dijk, I had to put someone from Liverpool in, so it had to be Van Dijk. Uh, Joachim Anderson, I think, is a fantastic centre-back. Underrated, I think. Yeah. Very underrated. Yeah. Um, he has a great, great eye for a pass. Mm -hmm. And Estepinian of Brighton being the best left back over the last year or so yeah I've gone with uh, Moreno was well better by the way I just looked up there I think Saliba um, since coming into the Arsenal side has probably transformed him Tim Ream the American dream Pep Guardiola said he'd have him in his team if <laughs> this he... didn't happen it just did happen no, no you happen. keep saying this it this happen. did happen man. No. why would I lie about fucking Tim Ream of Pep Guardiola also said he wanted uh, Harry Maguire in the centre back line like yeah, a lot of bollocks like I, I, I think you're being harsh in my word there. I think in another world, Tim Ream is, is playing for Manchester City, so <laughs> that's why I went with him. Trippier, I think, is, is the best right back on his day in the Premier League. You know, I say that, yeah. Paul Walker. It wasn't his day on Sunday. And it wasn't his day last week, but we were picking the World 11 right <laughs> Um Midfielders, Kieran? I've gone Kevin De Bruyne of Man City, uh, Casemiro of Man United, and Enzo Fernandez of Chelsea. So you didn't go a hall on the front? I didn't go a hall on the front, no. You didn't pick the best player in Premier League on the front? No. Why, why would I? <laughs> why can't I pick Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah, I mean, you're more than entitled to yeah, it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you shouldn't have picked him. I'm just very curious as to why you didn't pick Alan. Kevin De Bruyne, for me, is probably the best midfielder ever in Premier League, so yeah. I get your decision there. Um, I've gone in midfield, James Ward-Prowse of West Ham. Enzo Fernandez of Chelsea Hell, yeah. and Bruno Fernandez of Man United. Why Bruno and not Casemiro? Um, I think Casemiro has probably been proven to be able to step this year. Ah, I'm gonna do it, Dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not true. He's just get he's been left alone to do all the work. I I think when you look at the stats um, over the past few games, I think he's been the player who's been dribbled past most in the Premier League. So I I think that's not really a good stat for him. For all the stick he gets, Bruno's a fantastic footballer. Do you know what I mean? He's a really good footballer. Um, scores goals, assists. He's a bit of a man bag, don't get me wrong, but aren't we all? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, on your front three. Front three, I've gone for uh, Bukayo Saka of Arsenal. Okay. I think he's Arsenal's best player by a mile. Mm -hmm. Well, not by a mile, a the guards close, but uh, Ivan Tony of Brentford. Mm -hmm. uh, betting scandal, Ivan Tony, by the way. Okay. Uh, second best striker in the league. And Hung Mun Son of Spurs. Right, okay. I've gone for Mohamed Salah of Liverpool, Erling Haaland of Manchester City, and Carol Matoma of Brighton. Saka rival Salah on the right wing, I think it's fair to say. Left wing, I don't think. I don't think there's been a player more consistently good than Matoma. Maybe Son over the years, over a longer period. Matown, but I think recently Matown has been great, and I think Erlen Haaland's best striker in her league, so that's why I went for him. Um, if you have to go for a manager, Kieran, who are you going for? It has to be from another team, it can't yeah, be. Uh, I'd love to see what Moyes can do with this team. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know West Ham player, no, right? I don't know. Um, 
I'm going with Thomas Frank from Brentford. Thomas Frank, Thomas yeah, Frank. Well, that's a yeah. good show. Um, but yeah, shout out to Woodsor for that. Um, Cheers, Woodsor. We will answer any question. We have another question. Woodsor says, "Are Sunday dinners overrated?" Bit. Kieran, are Sunday roast dinners overrated? Bit. I think they are because they have to put a lot of effort into it, and it takes a lot of time. Mm. And it's not even that nice for the amount of time you can see them making it. Mm. I love a Sunday roast from like the halfway house. But you don't have to make it. I know, but I don't think that's the point. Woodard doesn't like making it or eating it. I know that from talking to him. Um, we have a question that says, favourite Kurt Angle moment? All of them. All of them. <laughs> I don't, I'm not too You have to pick one moment here on. I'm not knowledgeable enough. Probably when he shouted out the podcast when he got very to show it, Would that not be a moment? <laughs> that is true. Or when he said, enjoy your open league next season. <laughs> I'm going to go with the time where he jumped off a stage onto a bus in TNA. And it, it just, it, it, he was in the air for what felt like an eternity before he came down. <laughs> I'll show you, it's very memeable. Um, Ian says, best championship streets won't forget player of all time. Can't say Del Terrat or Wes Hillham. Mm. Billy Sharp. Billy Sharp's a good show. Man, <laughs> I was surprised you didn't have him in, uh, around the world. He got his fourth goal for LA Galaxy in the MLS. He moved to LA Galaxy? Yeah, yeah. That, that went over my head. Yeah. Dave says, Chelsea to win the Premier League after beating Luton. Question mark? No. No. He said Liverpool need more signings. Yes or no? I think three more. Oh, I'd be happy. You're ruining football as it is. No, no more. What do you think Liverpool need? Um, I think you need to strengthen in centre-back because I think if one of your centre-backs get injured, you're uh, fucked. Yeah. Canate's out injured. With a capital F. Canate's out injured at the minute. Young uh, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa came in the weekend. And he looked good now for him too, but... You can't be relying on a young talent. Keane says, Darren Nunes, 85 million super sub question mark, should have kept Origi. Um, I'd have loved if Origi stayed. To be honest with you, I miss Divock every day. His number 27 is up now because Nunes is number 9. Um, he does bring up a po- good point about Nunes though. You'd be expecting him to come on and do what he did for that money. Okay, do explain. Well, I just explained. He's, you spend 85 million on him. Mm-hmm. And he's only scored two goals this season so far. I don't actually think it was eighty five million. It was eighty five million if he wins like a Champions League in a Ballon d'Or. Like it, it, it's all, it's all kind. Of well, if that was Chelsea, it would, it would count. It's uh, when, when, when did I say that? Well, like the, uh, the Mudrick transfer figure, the eighty eight million is for the same add-ons. Well, Mudrick costs one hundred and four million with add-ons. No, he's eighty eight million with add-ons. Without add-ons. Without add-ons. So with no. add-ons, it's £104 million. No, with add-ons, it's £88 million. No, so it's not. It's, it's like 50 without... It's abs- that's not true. It is. You can look it up. And the add-ons are to do with the Ballon d'Or, like Nunes. So you have to take the transfer fee into So account. it's alright if it's Mudrick, but not if it's Nunes. But that's my point exactly. Nunes if it's Mudrick, it's not alright. Yeah, but the argument you're making is that it's alright if Mudrick comes on and does nothing. And his transfer fee bills. Well, it's not alright because he gets more stick than Nunes. Nunes came on and scored twice weekend, Carl. Yeah, well, he hasn't scored it, a goal in English Yeah, football. it's expected from Nunes to do that. That's my point. Nunes costs like less money than Mudrick. Yeah, well, Mudrick's well, a different position. He's not. Nunes is a wide forward and he came on and scored twice weekend. A wide forward? He played left wing for Benfica mm. and Stryker. Yeah, well, I haven't seen him do anything like he did on Sunday. Yeah. Did he score two goals on Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. When, 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 when was Mudrick's last goal? Mudrick's last goal. In English football. <laughs> Shut up. Did Mudrick come on against Luton? No, but Mudrick didn't cost as much as Luton is. 
Modric costs more than Nunes. No, he costs less. He, he costs literally costs more than Nunes. Modric costs 60 million. Nunes costs 70. No, that's not true, Carol. It is. It's not. Darwin Nunes, without add-ons, costs 56 million. Hmm. So not only did he cost more without add-ons, he cost more with add-ons, and Nunes is a better player. Well, Nunes has been there half season longer. He's, he's, he, and he's Mundrick, only scored twice. Mudrick hasn't scored a goal in the football. He hasn't only scored twice. He scored two goals against Man United last season as well. Well, I, 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 it's not about it's not about Mudrick, It's about Nunes. You made it about Chelsea and Mudrick. I made it about the transfer fee. You brought transfer fee. Oh, you fee. made it about Chelsea Mudrick. You literally went, well, if that's Mudrick and Chelsea, it's a different story. You made it about Chelsea Mudrick. I did. Or yeah. I, I made about the transfer fee to do it. No, no, you made about Mudrick. No, because you, you were arguing the transfer fee with add ons. Mm. But my point is, if Nunes costs 85 million, he's expected to do what he did on Sunday. Because and he if, costs 85 million. And if Mudrick costs 88 million, it's alright for him to be shy. Well, it's not alright for Mudrick to be shy, though. So, what's your point? My point is, Nunes, should, Nunes is, is expected to and, do what he and did. And did he score two on Sunday? Yeah. So, he, he, he met your expectations. As well, well he should, what be, saying. should be doing that every week. <laughs> should be doing that every week. So we do exactly what he should be doing, and you're still giving it. He should be doing that. Every this week. is the point. This is ah. Oh. Um, Keen says his club changes tactics to emulate Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Sit back and rely on individual attacking talent. No, it's what he did on Sunday. Adam. It's not what he did on Sunday. It's, you and it worked for him as well. But it's no. And there's no shame in it either. It's no got to do Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. It's no got to do. If Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was a good manager. He'd still be managing the league. Yeah, that's true. So what's what's got to do with Ali? No, no, but my point is there's no shame in sitting back. That's my point. You have to sit back when there's 10 men on the pitch, Carl. Yeah, but there's no shame in it. I know there's no shame in it, but what's your point? That is my point. There's no shame. No, but you're saying it as if we did it willingly. We had to do it. We were forced into doing it. Like. Yeah, and there's no shame in it. I, I still don't understand your point. There is no point to this. It's just saying there's no shame in it. Um, Jack Ryan says, when are the invites for the international trips being sent out? Um, I don't think it's an invite scenario, Colonel. What international it, trips then? I, I think he's talking about like the away day special. <laughs> Hold on, you're not invited, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's an invite thing, Jack. If, if we're going away, we're going away. Um, you're more than welcome to, to join, if you so wish. But um, It's not really an invite thing, I don't think, Colonel. Yeah, it's a very private club. Um, me and Adam <laughs> definitely not Dan Lavin says inspired by Jason Tindall who are the biggest wankers in football um, I'm you gonna, I'm gonna, I was going to say you as well. <laughs> I was going to say I'm going to start here girl. I'm going to say you <laughs> um, biggest wankers in football fucking it's a good question to be fair Klopp is one oh my god man what is wrong with you today Man, I'm just pointing How is Klopp out, I'm just saying how is Jurgen Klopp wanker his press conferences are all him complaining Every single press conference. Jurgen Klopp said in 2020, October 2020, when we were playing Brighton on a Saturday afternoon, he was harping on about player welfare and saying there's too many games. Four years later, or three years later, fast forward, every manager saying the same thing. So how's how's that being Jurgen Klopp being like? If he's just lo- he's literally looking out for the players' benefit. But that's not the only thing he says. He what says things he say? like, uh, "Oh, Chelsea always get what they want" and stuff like that. He like makes cheap digs. And he's always, he's always and, moaning. And do Chelsea always give him the No, they don't. He doesn't know about Chelsea. He has no right to comment on Chelsea. He, actually, he, he should I, comment on his own. Jurgen Klopp would know far more about Chelsea than you would, I'd say. Well, if he does, fair play to him. But I would say he knows. I don't, I, I'd highly doubt it. 
Because he, he just he gets these notions and he, and he talks shit in his press conferences about, about the likes of United as well and about the likes of the the and he's, term. He's there's no, the there's no, he's the only manager in Premier League, doesn't Well, why can't he be more like Ange Postecoglou, someone who uh, respects his opponents? How do you know your own club doesn't respect his opponents? By the way, he he talks after he loses against them. Okay, and do you think he's doing that to spite the opponent or to protect his players? Probably a bit of both. Okay, that makes him a horrible person. So, every, who do you who do you every, think? Every question we've been asked so far, you've brought it back to Liverpool and Europe Club. No, I haven't. I feel not. like Darwin Nunes has rattled you big time. Girl. No, he hasn't. No. You're, are you going to edit this out of the podcast? Eh? No, I'm not. Um, who's your, who's the biggest wanker in football for you? Um, I'd have to think. I don't actually think there's that many. Jason Tindall is. But he, he is a wanker because he makes everything about himself. Eddie Howe. Who's, who's Jason Tindall? He's the assistant manager of Newcastle. All oh, right, yeah. So he, there's, there's often times where the full-time whistle blows and he's the quickest man to the opposition manager and stuff. And like, something like that. He gets his head in there. So who was, he, who was he giving out to in the game? Who was he giving out to? Yeah. I don't know what you mean. On the, on the sideline. I think he was doing this. He was shushing Jurgen Klopp at one point. Yeah. And then Liverpool won. So I, and I think it's a universal thing that Jason Tindall doesn't really like. It was like a Twitter meme for a while as well. Yeah, um, Jason Tindall's the problem. Why are you bringing that club again? <laughs> I suppose Romelu Lukaku for bitching about Chelsea that time. And now he's finally getting his move. That was a bit of a wanker thing to do. Um, we have more of a cry for help rather than a question from Phil who says, how much pain can a man take? I'd say a lot of pain if you're, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, Phil, I hope you're okay. <laughs> Um, please do reach out um, Ben says why is Van Dyke such a dusty baller Kieran do you want to take away I'm going to give you a break I'm going to give you a break uh, well I, I was just going to say I don't think Van Dyke's a shit footballer no he's a good, he, I think he's a good centre back um, would you want to say why he's a dusty footballer no he's not a dusty footballer he's a good centre back oh, I, feel, I feel like you're rattled now Kieran no genuinely um, genuinely I think Van Dyke is the more tolerable one of the more tolerable Liverpool players <laughs> Um, Emma says, how is the Spanish coming along, Carl? Uh, Come on, Estas. Follow me in. Si. Si. Uh, not very good, Emma, I would say. <laughs> My Spanish is very poor. Emma tried to teach me Spanish at work, and it didn't work, as you can tell. Um, I, think, I, I think you sound quite nice. I would love to learn Spanish. Gary Vav says, top three, top three dream electric picnic campmates, famous people. Fucking hell. <laughs> Noel Gallagher, number one. Or sorry, Liam Gallagher, number one. Bono number two. Okay. And Dame, what what's his name? Damien Alburn is it? Uh, the fella from the verb. Absolute <laughs> mad fucker. He's number three. You you're not sleeping at that person. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the, the two of the three people I always say is Diego Maradona and Amy Dunphy. I just think you'd have a savage video. I think it's like Colin Farrell on the True Left Feet podcast that time as well. Um, but I'm gonna go Diego Maradona, Amy Dunphy, and uh, Colin Heffer and Heffo. <laughs> um, yeah, favourite sure. killer song Kieran I, I don't really rate the killers there I'm not going to lie uh, read my mind oh do you want to sing it can you read my mind that's how it goes um, favourite crown song again I would have uh, no limitation here uh, San Diego favourite the script song <laughs> these are <laughs> off of Gary, off of Gary. <laughs> he's asking us to put this out before Torsley so he can get a gazebo off somebody has anyone got a gazebo for Gary Vav <laughs> <laughs> if you were allowed to change one rule in football what would it be fucking good question finally I'd like to see the handball rule being scrapped do you know in FIFA there's no handballs ah man you're, you're I'd, fucking mad 
I'd lo- I would have loved to see the ha- hand of God goal be legal or man, you would have uh, people jumping in front of the ball with the hands. Yeah, it's actually playing Gaelic, like yeah, but you're not allowed to control it with your hand. You're only allowed you're only allowed to slap it out the air. Man, this always comes back to pe- it's, it, everything's subjective, like you know, like to me, controlling the ball with your hand would be something different to you. Do you know what I mean? The rule, Carol, I probably will change. I was supposed to read downstairs. It's a double jumping rule. Virgil van Dijk challenge on Isaac outside the box about four yards outside the box four, maybe five yards if that was inside the box a penalty would be given van Dijk would be given a yellow and they'd have a penalty they'd, they'd have their goal scoring opportunity instead it's four yards outside he gets sent off but and they still have that opportunity to score is that not a rule because he's only getting a free kick instead of a penalty like if what difference is four yards uh, like yeah but I think the player gets sent off because he's denying a goal-scoring opportunity outside the box. So the opponent's only getting a free kick. Whereas if they're in the box and he doesn't get sent off, he only gets a yellow. They get a penalty. So it's but sort of like they, a, they still like a resolution for them. The, the clear goal-scoring opportunity. What difference does four yards make? Like that—that's my issue. Like, if, but they're going he, to get if, a penalty if Van Dijk does that at the top of the half, for example. Does he get sent off? Last one of the last two questions. Gary says first big six manager to be sacked. Eddie Howe for me. Um, I'm not reading every last second. If I if you put a gun to my head, and please don't, um, I'd probably <laughs> I'd probably go with Eric Ten Hag. Wow, really? Mm. Why would you say that? Sacked or he late or he walks because I think it's a very big project and he's not being given the tools to to like enforce the project. And Anthony. And I, I, Anthony's poor man. I I just think. I'm Anna. Again. How good has he been? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, he's been given these tools. I, I suppose you were being contrary to it here. He's been given the tools. But he's not doing anything with them. Do you know what kind of way? Uh, if I was to say someone, I'm going to say Arteta. Right. Why? Yeah. I just think... I, I, I'm not too convinced on their season last year. Mm. Like, if they followed up this year, fair enough. But I think the inverted fullbacks system is flawed. And I can see a lot, a lot of goals being conceded this season. Mm. Especially they have Gabriel there at the moment. Mm. And Gabriel is um, seemingly leaving as well. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting. Um, Adam Fahey says, last question, what would your rating be on FIFA? <laughs> Modestly, I'd say about 58. Well, if we're talking about realistic, I'm going to go like 45. Mm. When, I, when I was younger, I used to love man. I used to... I remember playing in the park one time, and this is probably a bit of a suspect story to be telling, but there was a, there was a, like a, how do I describe this? An older man watching me and me mates play football. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that's why I said suspect. And uh, I, I, I was like fucking hatching in the box, like I was like staying in the box, you know what I mean? And the fox in the box. Yeah, but I just kept like, I was toe poking me in, and he goes, go on, Scalacci, and then he just walked away. So you compared me to Tom Scalacci. So are you comparing yourself to Scalacci now? Yeah, no, I suppose in a way I am. <laughs> we'll leave it there, so. 